With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to Grassroots Holistic Health. It's a pleasure once again this evening to have you with us. My name is Baba Tahuti Wesley Gray, speaking to you live from New York City, Saturday evening, April 26, 2014. Again, as we always begin the show, um, I give praise and, and homage to our ancestors, to the One Most High God, to my lovely wife my beloved mother, and my uh, children, my daughter and her family, and my godsons and their families, and all of uh, my siblings, and those of you throughout cyber world and the social network community, all my family and friends, I uh, give thanks to you, peace and love, namaste. Again, uh, this evening, we will continue reviewing a very dynamic book by Dr. Leela Africa, titled African Holistic Health. And uh, for those of you who may be tuning in for the first time or haven't been on and in, in, in tune with us recently, um, the African Holistic Health uh, book that was published by Dr. Africa is a very dynamic book and it's really one of the first major books which addresses health issues from a comprehensive African-centered viewpoint, and it provides a, a complete guide to herbal remedies along with the um, homeopathic and naturopathic disease 
treatment, which makes African holistic health truly unique in, in, in terms of the research that Dr. Africa uh, has provided, primarily in the physiological and the psychological differences between people of African descent versus people of European descent. In addition, uh, Dr. Africa provides a complete history from the 9th century to the 18th century of the European herb trade and why Europe invaded Africa for healing plants. And finally, he, he concludes by detailing how the European diseases defeated ancient Africa. Uh, African holistic health also helps you to learn about holistic sex laws, self-diagnosis, disease treatments, and the danger of commercial foods, and much more. But the most important lesson that's learned in this book is the concept of holistic health. Indeed, the name of my show is Grassroots Holistic Health. So, you know, I was inspired uh, some four years ago, actually more than four years, I'm sorry. Um, we're going back, uh, oh, yes, four years ago to create the show uh, centered around the health of those of us of African African descent throughout the African uh, diaspora, and to incorporate or introduce as well as incorporate a holistic perspective in terms of um, healing our community and maintaining our health. So it's more fitting, no fitting, more fitting and proper that African holistic health is written from an African-centered viewpoint and appropriately condemns European commercialism and people of European descent as well as people of African descent uh, will find this book will be the key to healing their bodies. So without any further ado, we will continue from where we left off and actually uh, review a certain portion of um, the book that's dealing with what Dr. Africa titles Black Folks and Sex, as the title of the show indicated. And he goes on to say that well, let me just back up a minute. You know, today, tonight is actually a Saturday evening. And as I was mentioning in last night's show, that indeed the weekends are usually the weekends that people from all over the world um, use to let, you know, their hair down, relax, and um, to engage in, in just being in a joyful mood, as it were. And depending on your religious orientation, your, your uh, spiritual um, uh, orientation as well, and your culture and lifestyle, one may stay home and engage in uh, having fun and, and, and entertaining your significant other, your spouse, and your children and, and other family members. Or one might be inclined to want to go out and socialize in, um, in clubs and other venues, maybe uh, see a play or go to a movie or have dinner. But there's a huge proportion of people in our community who go out to engage in social uh, endeavors in terms of dating or attempting to find a date or a significant other to um, uh come into their life, uh, usually on a romantic level. And then, of course, as it's late, the romance is something that's not really um, a primary importance. 
people just want to get together. There's even the expression used as hooking up and, uh, you know, uh, having a one-night stand, as it were, or going out with friends that include benefits. So we're talking about sexual escapades, sexual and sexual engagements that do not have a, uh, a, a commitment uh, towards marriage and towards uh, having a permanency in terms of the relationship. And then even though you might have those who do have the intent of finding a, a mate to marry, that they do so in a way which is not really following the uh, traditions of those of us of African descent going about back into hundreds of years when we were as a people before we were brought here to the Western Hemisphere as uh, so-called slaves, that um, we had systems within our community which were, for the most part, uh, very um, uh, holistic. They worked in terms of the family, the individual as well as the family, and then the community, the village, you know, benefited from these systems in terms of the customs of, of not having sex outside of marriage, of, uh, of not engaging in, in uh, bringing someone into your life if you didn't have a reading, if not a divination, and, of course, without having the parents and, and other family members, especially the elders, to be involved and giving you uh, an education and, and direction and mentoring in terms of how to have a successful life and indeed within the area of uh, engaging in intimacy with another human being. So we've gotten away from that primarily because we've been um, bamboozled, we've been hoodwinked by the powers that be who um, somehow or other were very clever to think that to think that we would actually embrace their customs and their ways of uh, living and think that we could be successful when really they were showing us a way of living that would be detrimental to our survival, at least to our health, if not survival. So Dr. Africa goes on to state that, um, you know, that we have what we might, what he calls cultural clown um, uh, identification as black folk practicing sexual behavior with, within the Western Hemisphere. So, yes, this is, you know, not to belabor this, this point, but we have this, this evening where you have hundreds of thousands, if not millions of individuals uh, engaging in intimacy with one another on a first, first date basis, not realizing that you could be having sex with hundreds, if not indeed thousands of others by virtue of exponentially uh, that person being involved with more than one person, two, and those two being involved with four or eight, and then, of course, eight to 16, 32, and just multiplying that uh, from an exponential perspective that it can multiply into hundreds, if not thousands, and not just from the physical aspect, but from a metaphysical aspect in terms of you picking on, taking on the energy, taking on the, the, uh, the, the negative karma, as, as it were, uh, and just a whole host of 
metaphysical ramifications that will be detrimental to those people who are engaged in, in that type of activity. Uh, so, but then the other part in the physical level, you're talking about uh, acquiring some type of STD, some type of sexual transmitted disease, which at one time back in the day, I'm 70 years of age, and I know when I was in my early 20s, if you, you know, engage in, in, in intimacy with someone who was infected with a, uh, an STD, you could go to the medical center and get a shot of, of uh, penicillin, and, and uh, for the most part, you would be able to uh, go through a 48-hour a, a period of recovery and your body getting rid of whatever it was that you acquired through antibiotics, you know, being administered. But now you have HIV, you have AIDS, and other diseases which are not really treatable as easy as these diseases were some 50 years ago. Uh, and then, of course, you have HIV and AIDS, which in some instances is not treatable, or it's treatable, but it's not, there is very limited success in terms of uh, abating the ultimate uh, um, tragedy of, of coming down with that disease, which is death. So in spite of that, though, you know, we had a sense of urgency when AIDS first came to, to surface. Uh, that was around 1982-83. And then somehow or other, uh, and it was regulated to the gay community, as it were, and then we found out that within the heterosexual community, and primarily amongst women, that it was a, a, a big problem. And this holds true in, in Mother Africa uh, because of the sexual mores of men uh, not wanting to use protection, prophylactics, and so forth. And then, of course, women being treated subserviently, uh, a monogamous type of culture being uh, uh, systemic within the community in, in present uh, cultures in, of Africa. And then, of course, that happening over here within the states, within the Western Hemisphere. So for some reason or other, we don't have the publicity that we used to have, but it is an epidemic. You know, far too many women of color, women of African descent, are being uh, uh, infected with HIV, AIDS, and other diseases. And of course, the interesting thing is that this is happening amongst the baby boomers or older um, uh, uh, brothers and sisters in our community, and then of course with the youngsters. And this is all due to ignorance. So yes, we connect with someone because they look handsome, they're muscular, you know, that the, the, the male or the female, she looks very attractive and dressed very well and looks very clean. You know, and people are going to put on their best behavior when they're going out, of course. And when they're out in the public, they will do that just to go shopping at a grocery store, at a supermarket. But you can never judge a book by a cover in this instance. So we're not inclined to ask anyone to go to a medical uh, a clinic and, and get, and get uh, uh, diagnosed and, and, and checked and come back with a, a note that states that indeed you're not positive, that's something that's not done. That's uh, done from a uh, non-empirical perspective, you know, of this how you feel. Well, this person passes, 
my, my litmus test, that person doesn't. So this is something that cannot continue. You know, either we're part of the solution or we're going to continue to be part of the problem in terms of the basic uh, uh, problems that we have within our lives. And that's number, actually it's not number one, it's within the first, second, or third seriousness in terms of things that we need to be on top of uh, as mature individuals. So, indeed, Dr. Africa states that in, in, in nature there are specific laws for mating, that sexual intercourse and the mating season for all animals, insects, and plants, that all animals, insects, and plants follow mating laws except the Caucasian slash European race. And this is not all of them. You know, I'm not, uh, this is not a broad stroke, but we're talking about the overall um, culture, as it were, uh, throughout the years. We're talking about hundreds of years, not thousands, but hundreds of years in which there's been a particular pattern that's been practiced, European, Caucasian versus African. And those races that follow Caucasian cultural behaviors, uh, which is, the Caucasian is a non-cyclic non -cyclic sexual rituals and ceremonies, which is the primary reason why humans have the highest reproductive failure rate of all animals. All animals that hunt and eat during the daylight hours have sex during the uh, daylight hours, except Caucasians and Africans that follow Caucasian sex rituals and ceremonies. I would be remiss if I did not acknowledge the fact that my wife is walking to the studio, and um, I'm so happy uh, she just came home, and I'd like to just say hello. Hi, honey, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm terrific. I'm glad I, I made it here in time to um, visit the show. Yeah, so am I. I'm very happy that you got here. So uh, later on in the show, if you have anything that you'd like to share, it would be a pleasure to have you. You always have something, you know, of interest to share with us. Well, this yeah. is a profound book that you're reviewing, mm -hmm. and I know it's going to be helpful to many people. Absolutely. Absolutely. So as I was mentioning, uh, that uh, the sex is a, according to Dr. Africa, that uh, all animals that hunt and eat during the daylight hours have sex during the daylight hours, except Caucasians and Africans that follow Caucasian sex rituals and ceremonies. The Caucasians slash European culture and those black folks who follow the Caucasian European sexuality are the only animals that have venereal disease. Sex is the political and social language of a culture. Mating, petting, intercourse position, and erotic areas of the body are culturally specific. Sex should reinforce the culture and spiritually elevate the individuals. And also sex should be based upon ma'at principles of rewards and punishment. There are many ways that black folks violate their African cultural sex laws and mating rituals and ceremonies. And Understanding of the culturally defined sex laws are needed in order to avoid sexual violations. And the natural rhythm of the body indicates that between the hours of 10 a.m. and 2 p.m., there are increases in the body uh, temperature, depth of res 
depth of respiration, taste, bud sensitivity, hearing and seeing activity, responses, respiration, eye blinking, pulse, etc. The peak physical performance time for a human body is reached during the day hours, not the night hours. The influence of the moon on sex and menstruation is often used to justify mating at night. Lunar uh, periodicity does not affect sexual mating of other mammalians. The influence of the moon upon rituals and ceremonies and customs and physical activities and habits and emotions is a culturally learned response. The cosmic force, the cosmic force acts upon the moon, and the moon is reacting to a force it is not the uh, originator of force, thus being energy. The moon is not proactive, but reactive, and it reacts to this force cyclically. And Africans can absorb and radiate the Earth, the lunar moon, solar sun, and galaxy cycles that are harmonized by their high melanin body content. Caucasians' melanin amonism allows them to only fill the Earth and moon lunar cycles. And they believe that a ball of dirt called the moon is more powerful than holistic forces that move the moon and created the moon. The dirt worshippers think that the moon is the originator of force, thus energy. And this is similar in believing that the hands of a clock cause the mechanism inside the clock to work. The reacting moon is an indicator that the nervous systems and emotions are being psychically aroused, and this simulation is translated to mean sex. The diet, and not the moon, can influence the lunar periodicity of women and men, as indicated by Professor Ercock and the Nucleus Dietary Healing System. This lunar moon mating corresponds to the sexual erotic behavior of cultures, which had festivals, religious rites, and sex orgies during full moons. Female and male animals in the wild naturally state do not sexually become excited or controlled by the full moon. In a natural holistic state, the periodic mating season occurs according to a solar sun reading re reacting to force rather than a lunar, lunar porosity. And I just must uh, halt, pause here for a moment and state that in another section, which I reviewed in the earlier, in a couple of days ago, um, Dr. Africa, and also I, I read from another um, um, book that it states that indeed when we are um, drinking alcohol, not having a holistic diet, not getting enough sleep, and um, just a host of things which are really not conducive towards if, if one has sex to maintain a healthy body because the body, you know, I'm a, I think I've told many of you in previous shows, not I think I know I have, that I'm a marathon runner and I've been a vegetarian for 25 years plus and I've ran 14 New York marathons, my last one being in the year 2010. And when I started running marathons and becoming a vegetarian, I began to realize as I was reading certain books that either Wesley you know, Baba, you're going to be, I wasn't actually known as Baba back in that, you know, in that, those years. Uh, but, I, you know, I just had a conversation with myself about either you're going to be part of the solution or continue to be part of the problem. 
And uh, I put up a good front, you know, but I knew in terms of being honest with myself and with the Most High God that I had to start being honest with, with me and, and, and God and, and those who were in my circle of influence, my, my um, significant other, my mate, my partner, my children and siblings and just friends and, and just anyone that, you know, I engage with in terms of social interaction, that I had to really show up being authentic. And I couldn't continue to do that if I knew that I was engaging in an in intimacy with a woman who I did not have an intention of being permanently connected with emotionally and, and spiritually, and also recognizing, as I was reading, that if um, unfortunately, if she was to become pregnant, I wouldn't want her to have an abortion because I don't believe in that. But I know that indeed, if you're not healthy, that you're going to give birth to a child that, you know, you're just taking a chance unless you're blessed by the Most High that that child will be born uh, in a healthy state. So we have millions of us who, because of ignorance or because they don't want to take heed uh, to the knowledge that they have, the limited knowledge that they have, or they feel that they can dodge the bullet, pardon the expression, that they can engage in these habits. And then, of course, when they can do find someone that's significant, you know, that they would want to have in their life and get married or have a permanent relationship with, and they have children, and they're just amazed or taken back because of the fact that, and disappointed because of the fact that the child has some type of disease some type of ailment, some type of uh, genetic disorder, as it were. And all that can be traced to what they did not do, what they did do and what they did not do in terms of uh, uh, having a holistic approach towards their lifestyle as much as possible and, and being uh, part of the solution as opposed to part of the problem. And that starts with knowing that, in, that you're supposed to uh, have a, a, a honest relationship with your significant other, a person who has the potential of becoming your significant other. Just from the start, that has to be something that, that's happening. And unfortunately, we've been sold uh, a bill of goods that's been to our detriment as a people. So it's my humble desire to be able to be a facilitator, to share the knowledge that can uh, turn this around, that can create a paradigm shift. And it is happening, actually. There is a revolution. There is a, 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 a change, a spiritual revolution, a cultural revolution, a, a psyche revolution that's going on right now. Change is happening. And it won't happen very quickly, very fast, I don't think. It's possible. But it is a process. And those of us who recognize the importance of this information and and the the urgency we need to each one reach one teach one well this time i'd like to take a short break we're going to continue uh talking about the uh, esoteric aspect of cosmic forces and how they act upon us as individuals and in our sexual behavior please stay tuned
Well, thank you for holding on. We have a drink that many celebrities and professional athletes are raving about, and that drink is called Chia Vida. It's a unique blend of premium exotic fruits and botanicals like acai berry that is called the wine of the Amazon and yerba mate tea, somewhat of a green tea, and it's called the beverage of the gods from the Brazilian rainforest, which is the national drink of four South American countries. This drink is designed to enhance the whole body wellness, to bolster the immune system, to quickly increase energy, and to support weight management by boosting metabolism and controlling appetite as it assists in leveling one's blood sugar, just to mention a few of its benefits. Within minutes of drinking just one to two ounces, Chia Vida delivers a surge of smooth, sustained energy that lasts for hours, not minutes. Along with greater mental clarity and focus and a feeling of calmness and well-being, it's an energy surge without the sugar rush, without the jitters, and without the crash and burn or harmful side effects that many other products can produce. Chia Vida is an all-natural, delicious, functional health beverage that most people feel results from the very first time they try it. And subsequently, they want to drink it over and over again. Even though people constantly drink for the immediate benefits, the amazing thing is that the longer someone drinks Chia Vida, the more improvement they notice in their overall health. For more information, please go to healthisalwayswealth.com. Again, I repeat, that's healthisalwayswealth.com. Or you can call... 888-338-2508. I repeat, that's 888-338-2508. Okay. So let's continue now from where we left off with the um, in the cosmic influences and how it acts upon our sexual drive and and orientation towards uh, engaging in sex. The moon, Doctor Africa states, is reacting to a force and is not the originator of the force or the energy. The moon is not proactive but reactive, and it reacts to this force cyclically. And Africans can absorb and radiate the Earth, that being the lunar moon as well as the solar sun and the galaxy cycles that are harmonized by their high melanin body content. As opposed to Caucasians, their melanin abonism allows them to only fill the Earth and moon lunar cycles. They believe that a ball of dirt called the moon is more powerful than the holistic forces that move the moon and created the moon. The dirt worshipers think that the moon is the originator of force, thus energy. And this is similar to believing that the hands of a clock cause the mechanisms inside the clock to work. The reacting moon is an indicator that the nervous system and the emotions are being psychically aroused, and this stimulation is transmitted to mean sex. The diet, and not the moon, can influence the lunar curiosity of women and men as indicated by Erhoff's uh, sexual behavior, erotic behavior of cultures. 
which has festivals, religious rites, and sex orgies during the full moon. Females and male animals in the wild naturally state, but do not become sexually excited or controlled by the full moon. So we, we would just like to indicate to you that I encourage that you all do your research and investigate the validity of this. This is something that Dr. Africa has done research. Oh, and I just noticed we have a guest that's um, raising their hand and they'd like to share some thoughts with us. Um, let me just tune in for a moment. Hello, uh, Derek Cooper, are you on the air? Yes, hi, my friend. How are you? I'm doing quite well, thank you. How are you doing? That's very good. Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Wonderful. Well, it's a, it's a pleasure to have you uh, uh, tune in with us on the show. Do you have any thoughts that you'd like to share? Yeah, there was uh, something you just said, just now, just said. Um, you were saying that um, the, the moon moves in different phases for different races of people. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me more about that? Because to me, that's uh, a little bit sketchy. Well, this, this is, mind you, I'm quoting from the, the book that Dr. Africa uh, wrote titled African Holistic Health. And what he's stating is that um, uh, he combines the, the lunar moon, the solar sun, and also the galaxy cycles that are harmonized by their high melanin body content. They, those of us of African descent have melanin in, in, our, um, in our body. Right? Yeah, that's um, that's the pigment in the skin that, that uh, yeah. makes the skin black. Yeah, exactly. So, and then we also have a certain amount. We all have water in our body. I think our body is seventy percent water. Yeah, a little bit more than that, but yeah. Okay, so there's there's a theory that seems that Doctor Africa is coming from that indeed some of us react differently than others in terms of how. Um, the moon, the sun, and the galaxy affects us. And indeed, he's made an observation that certain animals are affected in a certain way by these dynamics. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and our bodies are relatively the same as other mammals. Right? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah okay. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so if that's the case, then, there might be a certain amount of validity that he's making with regard to making comparison with those of, of us who are, are of African descent as opposed to those of us who are of European Caucasian descent. And really? let me just go a step further. Uh, the argument, you know, there's a conversation that people have in terms of how drugs affect different people. There's some people who can drink alcohol, for instance, and respond in a certain way that's not, you know, for the most part detrimental to their psyche and to their bodily uh, functions. And then there's some who can, can drink, who can drink alcohol that, you know, they respond differently and is not detrimental, such as the case even with men and women, for that matter, you know, in terms of the fat content and other factors, as it were. But uh, we must have a conversation, I think, to come to some type of, uh, agreement that there's possibilities that Africans 
lived a certain way which was beneficial to them and as opposed to those of us uh, throughout the world who are of European descent lived a, living a certain way which was beneficial, if not beneficial. And there are certain think, factors. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's why um, the world is the way it is? Because uh, Africans didn't have um, access to alcohol and uh, certain, you know, substances. Well, no, because they... No, but no, that's wrong, I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Um, Africans were the first people to spread tobacco and cocaine and also they you, you guys invent well I'm saying you guys it should be us our people also um, invented um, alcohol to spread out throughout the earth so that really I don't know what I'm trying to say but um, well I know what I'm trying to say but I don't know if it's sinking in what's the name of this book that you're reading because I would really love to read it my man yeah, the name of the book is African Holistic Health. African Hol- Holistic H O Holistic is H O L I S T I C. Holistic Health. Okay. African Holistic Health by Dr. Lila O Africa. And his okay. name is spelled L L A I L A L-A. And Africa, Africa is A-F-R-I-K-A. Yeah, that's for Africa, yeah. Okay. So, well, it's not with a C, but with a K. Yeah, okay. I've got it. I've got it. And um, uh, can you tell me, uh, just for me, please, just for me, can you tell me, in a nutshell, just this whole book, in a nutshell, what, what does this book, what does it say? Well, what you can do is go to my archives for my 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 uh, my program, and because I've done this is the eleventh part, I've done eleven shows oh, okay. on, this, on this topic. But yeah. what it's what it's really about is um, giving a comprehensive African-centered viewpoint of health. You know, it's a guide that's dealing with. Um, Naturopathic and homeopathic um, remedies, as opposed diet, to yeah, as opposed to um, commercialized pharmaceutical synthetic drugs. We're dealing with uh, emphasizing the importance of eating natural foods, not processed foods. Eating vegetables and fruits that are not contaminated. You know that are not uh, genetically yeah. modified. Yeah, uh, not eating meats as were. My wife and I both are vegetarians, and you know, staying away from. If you do eat meats, not eating meats that number one are not raised in a free roaming field, and that are not uh, um, injected with antibiotics. I mean, I'm sorry, hormones, and and steroids to accelerate its growth and yeah. fat content. Genetically modified foods, yeah. I don't even yes, know. and also if they're killed, that they're killed in a merciful manner uh, with prayer to the animal, asking for forgiveness, and giving it thanks for providing you with, with nourishment to feed well, your so body. You, 
and relating, Give and also thanking God for making the animal available for you to consume. And this okay. is something that is not practiced. Yeah, well, it is. Right, well, it's not. I mean, animals are food, isn't they? As even the Bible says that uh, the animals are there for us to eat. You know, so that's all good, isn't it? So to to sit down on your knees and to bless an animal that which will be dead in five minutes. It's a bit stupid, isn't it? But uh, yeah, well, I'll, uh, I will look into this man's book. Okay, uh, I I, 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 um, I am very interested in this sort of stuff. Wonderful. Well, I, I'm interested in uh, getting your feedback in future shows in terms of what your opinion is of the book. May I ask you? Are you are, do you live here in the United States? No, my friend. No, I live in uh, England. Oh, you're in England. Okay. Yes. So, so you born and and raised in England. I was born in Scotland. I was raised in England, and I now live in Portsmouth. Wonderful. Well, I want to thank you for uh, tuning in all the way out from from uh, from England. It's a pleasure to have you as a guest on the show. Thank you, and, my friend. Uh, thank, thank you for sharing your thoughts. No suspicion. And I tell you what, look after yourself. Thank you, and God bless you. Yes, mate. See you later. Okay. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be back with you in a moment. drumsofchange.com and I have a bookstore and you just go to the menu area and you will be able to access my bookstore and purchase this book at my website. Some of the books uh, that that I recommend on my show can be purchased, purchased even used even as little as $1 and then some books are very reasonably priced uh, $5, $10 including shipping. So Again, go to my site at drumsofchange.com. And those of you who do not have a drum at home, I encourage all of us of African descent to acquire a drum and have a designated drummer. And you can go to my site at drumsofchange.com, and I explain why I'm very uh, excited about this, and I encourage that this be a norm within our homes 
those of us of African descent. And I also sell drums. I have a drum store. So again, uh, that's drumsofchange.com. All right, we're almost at the end of our um, show, and I just wanted to review something very uh, briefly in terms of the the natural holistic state and periodic mating season according to the solar sun and, um, and dealing with the cycles and how it influences people to have sexual intercourse, um, as Dr. Africa states. He's talking about once a year during springtime in monogamous and polygamous cultures. Uh, among the polygamous uh, community, you talk about not just one husband and several wives, but there's some cases one wife and several husbands. I don't agree with that. But again, you know, what I repeat on my show, as well as uh, any uh, medical information I give and uh, health information, is purely for uh, educational um, purposes, but we encourage that you consult your physician and also you do your due diligence before you embrace anything that's shared as being fact or being beneficial to your health. But he goes on to state that, uh, for instance, Eskimo sexual breeding conforms to the normal sexual arousal of animals and human acculturated sex cycles. And he states that humans have a reproductive procreative drive, not a sex drive. The sex drive is a culturally taught physical behavior. There are only reproductive drives in animals, plants, and insects. And the African culture defines the sex organs as having two functions, and that's reproduction, sperm ejaculation, and regenerative ejaculation, no sperm release. Regeneration was used to stimulate sexual energy in terms of chakras and the pineal gland. And the higher birth rate still occurs in the regular cycle. Statistics collected from France, Germany, Russia, Scotland, and England indicate that the largest number of births occurs in the month of February. And this would indicate that human beings or human breeding occurred in May or June. The largest number of conceptions in Holland and France correspond to May to June. And in Sweden to June and Greece in April, in Spain, Italy, and Australia in May, and further south in the hemisphere, births occur earlier in the spring, and reproductive sex occurs earlier for conceptions. And these births indicate the sexual arousal for reproduction, the estrum period, occurs in the end of spring or the beginning of summer. Fragments of the reproduction and natural sex cycle still remains to a lesser extent within various human races. The natural sex cycle indicates that in so-called primitive time races had only two mating seasons, one in the spring and one during food harvest time. The procreation impulse was aroused at, those, at these times and had cultural symbolic meanings with arousal zones, rituals, ceremonies, petting, and sex positions when sexual intercourse became less spiritual and more sensual and acrobatic and the diets denatured, the birth children became denatured, less spiritual, morally weak, emotionally motivated, and physically weak. 
In some so-called primitive peoples, the remains of a human mating cycle are still evident. Children of the Sinag or aboriginal tribes of the Sami state of Jelar are usually born in March and immediately after the wet season. And this indicates conception in June among the Native Americans and certain tribes in Hindu in the Hindu communities among the Eskimos and Native Australians, the breeding occurs in the spring. I just want to pause for a moment and defer to a book by our brother, Dr. Maladomi Patrice Somme. And um, Dr. Somme, Brother Somme is a, a friend of my wife and I, and we have been actually uh, adopted by his community, by his village, by the elders. And another reason why I've always felt compelled in the last few years to share this information with you, the listening audience, brothers and sisters throughout the African diaspora. Very briefly, uh, Dr. Maladoma Somi states that welcoming children into the community, he states that in his village, people give special attention to the unique potential of each individual and that the purpose of each person comes into the world to nurture and to make blossom. In order for the community to function in a way that encourages the blossoming of its individuals, indigenous people make every birth a village event. And when the newborn is welcomed, is welcomed by all. He goes in a state that he still has vivid images of the most recent birthing ritual that he attended in his village. The young mother was in labor all afternoon and was walked around by a group of old women who chanted softly into her ear. The labor must have been very hard on that woman since she did not appear to be in great pain and uninterested in the singing. She did appear to be in great pain and yet the song being sung to her was quite beautiful. They surrounded and sounded like a litany of involving genealogical ancestors' names were yuttered and one after another. And then the woman chanted further. And then Maladoma states that he realized that everything was being said directly to the newborn. Among the most captivating statements were, you have come to a crossroads. The light you see in front of you is the light of the village that awaits you. And then another woman said, run, run, run to the gate and do not waste time because mommy is in pain. Yet a, another woman said, our great mothers said the walk home used to feel exhausting, but when they found out what was waiting for them at home, they forgot the pain of the homecoming. We have Sweet grass and honey awaiting your arrival. Sweet bosom ripe with food and love and a hurry to be with you. And at that moment, the laboring woman stopped her pacing. Everyone stopped along with her. The song shifted in theme and went back to genealogy and stories of valor and then quickly turned to a song of identity. An elder was asking if the unborn remembered what was said a long time ago when he first came into his mother's womb. The verses were meant to be a reminder of the reason why he should be eager for birth. For the entire afternoon and on until dark, 
Five women gathered and walked with the mother, singing to her unborn all the time. And at the time of delivery, the song stopped, and the women busied themselves in other work. And meanwhile, children gathered close by, waiting for the big moment. And that big moment came when the newborn screamed. And simultaneously, a loud noise bursting out of a dozen children like a tidal wave drowned the screechy sound coming out of the tiny mouth of the newborn. And then everything became quiet. One of the old women said, that's the grandfather. Look at how he stares at everything. Mother and son were united on the spot and escorted into the dark room where they remained hidden for the next 72 hours. And then Maladoma goes on to state that he thought to himself that the scream of the newborn had something of a question in it. It was like a signal sent out by the newcomer to see if he had arrived at the right place. The sound was similar to a newborn scream is the sound of the children which by the children in his village are required to cry out in confirmation of the newborn's arrival. And this confirmation satisfied something in the psyche of the newborn who is now ready to surrender to being present in this world. And then he goes on to state that he's often wondered what would happen to the newborn if there was no answer? Can infants recover from the damage done to their souls as a result of a message at birth that they are not on their own? Throughout children's life in the village, there is a strong message that they belong to a community of people who value them almost beyond anything else. It starts when grandparents participate in the birthing and are the first to hold the newborn because the newborn is considered a villager who has just arrived from a long trip that started in the land of the ancestors. The people most recognizable to them are the old ones. Grandparents look pretty much like those who were left behind. Another reason for the presence of the elderly is that having just arrived, the newborn shares with the grandparents a close proximity to the other world. Naturally, they bond together. So the relationship between the grandparents and children is reenacted periodically in the public while the rest of the village watches. On a sunny afternoon, the village gathers in three distinct groups. The first is the group of elders or grandparents. The second consists of the children and grandparents. And the third group is made up of the remaining villagers, the adults. The grandparents are seated each on a stool in one tight straight row dressed in their better clothing, and the children are posted some 60 to 90 feet away, and someone intones a song, and everybody, including the children, begins to sing. But the children, as they sing, run towards the row of elders, and each one selecting a grandparent and focusing an eye on him or her while singing and running. And as the song ends, these children's children crash into the laps of their chosen grandparent. And some collisions are mild and others are more rough, but the overall impact is sweet and loving. And after the crash, the children return to their position and start all over again. And every time a, a crash results in the fall to the ground of the elder and the child together, they are out of the game. And if after the third time for boys or the fourth time for the girls, there is no fall, then the child must switch to a different elder. So these are, are, are rituals and, 
and ceremonies that are practiced, which enhances the closeness of uh, the elders, the grandparents with the newborn and the young children. And this is something that I feel that we need to go back to on many levels, so that indeed this will be the end of children in our community who are running amok, who are shooting and and hurting and uh, one another, and as well as people who who, who happen to be in their and their um, aim of fire, standby people who unfortunately get killed or injured. You know, all of this is a result of, of us getting away from our uh, proven traditions that were holistic and that were uplifting and unifying. So we will continue uh, in this uh, mode. Uh, tomorrow evening, we're going to conclude uh, reviewing African Holistic Health by Dr. Lalia O. Africa, Brother Enhotep, and also I will review certain sections of the book titled The Healing Wisdom of Africa by Dr. Marodoma Patrice Somay. So again, I thank you for tuning in, and uh, as always, I um, bear witness and give praise and homage to the One Most High God, to our ancestors. Uh, to my lovely wife, to my beloved mother, my uh, children, my daughter and her family, my godsons and their families, uh, my siblings, and all of you throughout the cyber world and through the social network community, family and friends, I send you love. Namaste, Hotep, and Hotep. Assalamu alaikum, shalom, all my relations. Peace and love to all of you, and have a blessed and joyful evening, and hopefully we will continue tomorrow evening from where we left off, and have a blessed evening. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus.